مولاي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم مولاي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم يا نبي سلام عليك يا رسول سلام عليك يا حبيب سلام عليك صلوات الله عليك صلي على النبي وتبسم ده النبي تبسم وتبسم ده النبي تبسم اللهم صلي عليه قلب المتيم كلما صلى عليك وسلما ذاق السعادة مغرما يا سيدي يا محمد صلوا عليه شافيع الأمة بذكر الرسول تشحذ الهمة يا ربي بجاه النبي أزيح الغمة يا ربي بجاه النبي أزيح الغمة قمرون قمرون قمر سيدنا النبي قمرون وجميل 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 سيدنا النبي وجميل محمد نبي محمد السلام عليك يا يا رسول الله السلام عليك يا حبيبي يا نبي الله السلام عليك يا يا رسول الله السلام عليك يا حبيبي يا نبي الله يا رسول الله مولاي صلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير Following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM Assalamu alaikum welcome to Parenting Hour you're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5 the heart of the city here in Birmingham this lovely fine day mashallah that we're enjoying another day another week of heat uh, subhanallah I, I don't think I can remember a summer like this 
since I was young. It's lovely to see the sun, mashallah, but it is also getting quite warm for a lot of people. So you need to keep hydrated, listeners, and make sure that your children are hydrated and that they're drinking lots of fluids out there and put lots of sun cream on if they're going out in the sun, lots of protection, uh, clothes that covers them loosely and things like that on yourself as well. So you protect yourself from the sun, inshallah. It's uh, lovely you tuned in, in again this evening. Inshallah, we as we are, as we said last week, continuing with domestic abuse and uh, domestic violence. We had a lovely show last week talking about this. It was a very difficult topic, but we covered a lot of it last week in our show, lots of discussions, and we had some people that were ringing in, which was great to hear listeners' voice and listeners being tuned in to us. If you are listening and want to contribute to today's discussion and want to take part, do please ring us in on 0121-772-8892. That's 0121-772-8892. Inshallah, we'd love to hear your comments or your views or um, your uh, if you do have issues as well. We had some issues last week and people were ringing with them and were discussing them um, with our experts online. Today, we are very proud and privileged to ha- to open the show with somebody that won an award and um, has just won this award. MashaAllah, it's the Joe Cox Award. Um, As-salamu alaykum, Heather. I'm not sure if you're there on the line or not. I am. Welcome Kathleen. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Congratulations, Mabrook. MashaAllah, what a lovely, lovely news to hear. Thank you. Very, very nice. Thank you very much indeed. And was that yesterday that you got the award? It was, yes, yesterday. Yes. Wow. So we're the first people to... I know you've been on the papers today, so we're not really the first people, but maybe the first radio show to get you? Definitely the first radio show, and I'm honoured. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're, you're welcome indeed. What a privilege. Can you tell our listeners about the award first? Um, what is the award? Because I'm sure they're all keen now to know what is the Joe Cox Award. Sure, certainly. So, um, as we all know, Joe Cox was uh, the MP um, who was uh, killed back in June 2016. Mm-hmm. And there is the Joe Cox Foundation that carries on in her name. And as part of this, actually, they, they, they developed the Community Champions Awards. And for the first time in Wales, it's happened this year, mm-hmm. and it came under having had hundreds and hundreds and thousands of nominations for the, the three categories. Mm-hmm. Um, the three categories are community champion, tackling loneliness, and then the women's champion. Mm-hmm. So um, yesterday, the award was held in the Senate, which is our local government. It's like um, the Westminster of Wales, basically. It's called the Senate here in Wales in Cardiff. Mm-hmm. And um, the award was very surprisingly, after hearing all the other nominations, I was quite surprised that I was, I was given the, the um, Women's Champion Award of Jill Cox unbelievable for the National of Wales. It's amazing. Well, mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. And I I know there was a lot of nominees there, but I am not surprised that you got it because I know what you're like and I know you personally, the work ethic that you put into your work and how you perform your duty. So I'm not, in that respect, I'm not surprised, mashallah, that you got this. Thank you so much. It's nice to you to say so, Kathleen. Thank you. I mean, um, part of my work, um, very, very importantly, is called IRIS. So it's um, actually an IRIS advocate educator. Mm-hmm. And IRIS stands for Identification and Referral to Improve Safety. Mm-hmm. And this work involves working with um, GPs, delivering training to them 
um, in the local cluster areas and then having the GPs identified women at hopefully earlier earlier areas of risk and referring them through into the domestic abuse service where, where I'm hosted. Wonderful. Um, it's, hmm. it's, it's amazing program. It's actually hmm. um, initially developed by a GP, um, right. Professor Jean Feder in Bristol University. And it's gone from strength to strength, really. And um, I was actually the pilot here in South Wales for this program three years ago. Wonderful, wonderful. So you have to tell us all about this. Uh, just curious, Heather, for our listeners who, who don't know anything about this. So what was happening previously? Were women not being referred by GPs? Were GPs not picking up uh, uh, domestic abuse? Yes, definitely. I think it, it was it's part twofold. It was uh, the GPs maybe, you know, they have a huge workload yeah, every course. day. Mm. And they were possibly missing things because they didn't have that, that kind of fine-tuned in um, expertise of what to look for mm-hmm. um, and potentially as well if you could go going to ask these questions even if they had the suspicions then they're opening the kind of what do they do what do they, do they go with that mm. um, so now they have um, dedicated workers and, and myself being one of them we have two here uh, four here sorry in South Wales and myself working in Cardiff in the Vale area um, so now when the GPs are kind of uh, more tuned in after their training they actually, we coach them in what questions to ask, how to ask them, and how to respond and where to refer to. Mm-hmm. Prior to Iris um, being delivered and the service being brought into this area, we had only around six or seven referrals in total um, a year, and we're actually on over 700 uh, for the two, two, three years running at the moment. So it's a huge increase, huge mm-hmm. increase. Huge increase indeed. So you you had three previously. Is that what you mentioned? Yes, we had three previously for our particular organisation. Your uh, organisation, yeah. Org- yeah mm-hmm. the two, and, and now I'm, I'm personally on three hundred from the three. Wow. And across the two organisations, where I have a, a co AE that works in um, uh, Cardiff Women's Aid, mm-hmm. and then we have another AE working in Rondekin and Tassis in a different area. Mm-hmm. Um, between the the three, four of us, sorry, we have over seven hundred at the moment. We're almost at eight hundred actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the iceberg we believe as well. Because we've not even completed all the training, and it's still not in every surgery yet within our area. We've only done um, kind of a third. We're going into uh, two thirds of the area, so mm-hmm. we're, we're moving further into that. Mm-hmm. We expect once more of the surgeries come on board, mm-hmm. um, which is great news. We heard very recently that the the health board um, have decided to fund all surgeries in our area. Mm-hmm which is brilliant news so then actually that's reaching out to more you know more patients and more women mm, mm-hmm. of course which we need to do indeed and why we've been talking about domestic abuse and start talking last week about it and this week again was because of the statistics that came out during the World Cup um, uh, about when England is playing and it's not just when England's playing it's of course when all the teams are playing because we're, our communities are very diverse as well and it's not just football we know but it's other sports as well that when uh, cricket matches don't go the right way that these things it can happen because domestic abuse happens in all, in all communities and all uh, societies and all levels of um, uh, I can't think of the word yeah. I'm trying to do the oh. across the board across the board exactly exactly yeah, yeah. Every, every social standing every mm. profession, social yes yeah. 
Yeah, so which is sh- is shocking in itself, and a lot of people don't think that this happens so much. But uh, when you go to training, it it is everywhere that you can hear of this. And we wanted to do some shows in in mm-hmm. raising awareness of what happens, um, especially at this time of the year now when we're talking in the football season and and the f- the teams are playing what, whatever country are playing and um, and women to know where to go to and what to do. So this initiative that you have which is is great in Wales and the GPs are being trained up. You said it's expanding? Um, It's expanding in our area, but actually right there in Birmingham, you have have Irish workers and you have a very large team and they're based primarily in Birmingham and Solihull Women's Aid. Mm -hmm. Um, So if there are any women concerned at all, you know, that is, I have their their contact number and details as well. Um, for anyone to contact, and they are, I believe, I was speaking to the um, basically my my co a co worker, but in Birmingham, yeah, and she yeah. said to me that they have about eighty percent of um, GP practices currently being trained. So it's very wide. It's actually wider in Birmingham than it is here in Cardiff at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very good news. Uh, to, to hear about Birmingham uh, I don't know about our Luton listeners uh, our Luton listeners are tuned in on 105.1 uh, I hope it's the same statistics down there in Luton maybe if women aid workers are uh, tuned in or listening to the programme or if you've picked up this and listened to the repeat you can uh, let us know, ring the studio and let us know indeed what statistics like down there so 80% here in Birmingham that's wonderful, mashallah, that we have GPs trained up to that extent now and that are actively able to know what to look out for and where to refer on. Definitely, yeah. Mm. I mean, we, we have wide areas, you know, if I, if I was just to list some of the areas for anyone who might be listening, so we have, um, within London, we have Barnet, Camden, um, let me see, oh gosh, uh, we have all areas of Bristol, Card- mm. obviously Cardiff Bay, Bromley, Bolton, Bath, North East Somerset, um, East Surrey, Hackney, Islington, Enfield, Dudley as well, up there in Dudley for yourself. Yeah. And we have Sandwell, mm-hmm. also, which isn't very far. Poole, Lewisham, Manchester, Jersey, even the Jersey is a new area. South Gloucestershire at Salford. Um, Warwickshire, Trafford, Manchester, Southampton, Tower Hamlets also, and Southwark. So, so actually, Iris is flying in so many areas. That's really good news. And is is this flying more from the trial, the pilot that you had in um, Wales that you did a couple of years ago then? Um, the, the, no, the flying actually came from the pilot that happened initially in Bristol and in Bristol. Hackney. Mm. Yeah, in Bristol and Hackney. Um, but for the whole area of Wales, uh, yes, we were the pilot here. And from where we started originally, we have actually now expanded into not just Cardiff and the Vale, but into the valleys that we call it the area valleys. So it's mm-hmm. the surrounding of the cities, and that is called Rhondda and Taff. Mm-hmm. So it's actually expanded, expanded up there as well. And up there, they're actually covering all surgeries. So it's pretty amazing, really. Wonderful. Okay, wonderful. We're going to uh, ask listeners to get a pen and paper ready so that we can pass you out the number of Women's Aid here in Birmingham if you do need it. If you'd like to join in the conversation today with Heather, who is an expert in this field, please do ring 0121772892. Mashallah, she's talking about her wonderful award that she won yesterday for her work uh, with women around domestic abuse. And it was the Women's Community Champions Award, Joe Cox Community Champions Award, am I correct? 
Um, there, it was the communion champions, but I was actually the women's uh, women's uh, champion, just not the, the women's champion, champion. the women's champion award. Yes, yeah. especially <laughs> women's champion award. Yeah. Great. Um, so wonderful. How, what did that feel like yesterday? Can I, I'm just going to bring you back a little bit and kind of um, savor the moment for a bit when you were sitting there and your name was called out. What did it feel like? What was going through your mind? Gosh, I mean, initially it was just so wonderful to hear. I had a phone call over a week ago just to say that um, I was in the final three, actually, mm. um, for the category of women's champion. And that on its own was enough of a, a huge compliment, really, and very humbling. Mm. And then I was told we were invited to the awards ceremony. So we went along yesterday and I was really fortunate to have um, some of my family members there with me which was really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started just to get, you know, really happy to meet others and hearing all the wonderful stories of people that have been nominated. I didn't think for a minute that, you know, hearing what they do and how amazing the work they, they, they the kind of area and the work they, they do, I didn't think I was going to get this award to be first. Mm-hmm. And then once they started the third, um, the third finalist and then the second finalist and then that was it. My table started to slightly erupt, and they say, "Oh my gosh, Heather, it's you, it's you!" <laughs> and then they showed this this beautiful VT of my colleagues um, talking about the work I do, which was very, it was, it was literally, it was brought to you to my very nice. It was very, very nice, and I also was um, really pleased to have um, two survivors, so two women who've been through my service from the early days. They come through the service post two years to actually attend the ceremony with me which I thought was, you know, they were the best people to have there, they really deserve to be there Mm. I was really pleased to have them there with me to enjoy everything and isn't that lovely to have survivors of, of domestic abuse and come out the other end and say there is uh, a life at the other end yeah. there is a, you can go back to you can have a happy home indeed I was just looking at some statistics about uh, domestic abuse before I came on air and really shocking statistics about uh, it was estimated around three women a week commit suicide as a result of domestic abuse which is is huge and we know that there is, um, I think, about two women a week that are die as a result of it as well. It is. It is. It's two women. Two women. A yeah. Week. Wow. They lose their lives. Yeah. Whether by current or previous partners. Yes. And and like you say, you know, there's also all the other health effects that happen. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, because people always think that okay, what's going on here? Because he doesn't hit me, there it's not. It's not abuse, but actually underpinning everything about abuse is the power of control of one person over another mm, mm-hmm. um, you know in understanding that it doesn't have to be violence involved in that mm-hmm. it, it can be the coercive control the threat the emotional abuse there's so many different aspects of, of what abuse is within a, an intimate partner relationship mm. Yes, there's quite a lot there, isn't there, to think of that, uh, you know, the emotional and the psychological and all of that that can happen in that abuse. So the financial, the sexual as well. So it's not just the physical as what people think exactly. it can be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I, and of course, last week we had some callers ringing. We had one man calling in and we were mentioning that sometimes abuse is on men as well and we had one caller ringing in um, supporting that that you know men are also victims of domestic abuse 
Uh, and we don't speak about that a lot. Uh, I know you deal with women, so you probably know more about the women, the women's uh, situation. But uh, there is some also, of course, some men that are going through this. So if you are one of those men and you would like to ring in and uh, take part in this conversation, uh, you're welcome to do so on 0121-772-8892. We're live on air at the moment in Birmingham, but we're also going out not just on Unity FM 93.5 in Birmingham and the West Midlands, but also 105.1 down in Luton. And anybody that would like to ring in, uh, please feel free to do so and take part in the conversations. Heather, this is a huge, a huge, huge topic and not just a, a huge subject to deal with. And I know you're one of our trainers. This is how I know about your award and everything you've done. So you're one of our approachable parenting trainers, have been for a number of years now, mashallah. What in inspired you yourself to go into this field and specialise in domestic abuse? Um, do you know, part of obviously, you know, for yourself doing this parenting hour is that the you know the end, the kind of almost forgotten victims of all of this. Hmm. We know that over seventy percent um, of of incidents where there is domestic abuse happening children are involved in that family mm-hmm. and children in the household wow. and you know the, the the beautiful thing about the parenting programs and the work that I did with with approachable parenting actually brought me into a lot of understanding as well around um, how children um, children can suffer in this, this area in fact um, a lot of looked after children when they've done kind of stats on that there is around as I said 70 to 80 percent of children in looked after, so basically children have ended up having to go into to, to have some kind of social care. There is domestic abuse involved mm. in in their household, so there was part of that. And equally, when I worked in a previous job, um, some somehow I often ended up having though I was working in social housing. I often used to end up having referrals for the women who had some kind of experience around domestic abuse, mm-hmm. and I think it kind of just um, they used to open up and they used to warm to me in that way. So then. I said, okay, this is God sending me in this direction, and this is the direction I should try and maybe try and work in. And I suppose it kind of developed from there, really. And it's a passion of mine. It's something that, you know, everybody has the right to live fear free. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is something, um, whether, you know, we have a faith or we have a non faith, but obviously for ourselves as, as, as Muslims, that is very, very important. Nobody has the right to place this power of control over another person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, how true. How true indeed. And it is about power and control. And you know, that that is surprising for a lot of people that they think it is, you know, um, something to do with uh, things that are happening in the household and that uh, she's not doing things rightly. Say, for example, that she, a woman is the victim and she doesn't she doesn't understand, I, I like this kind of food and she deliberately does things wrong and they kind of often blame the, the victim for doing things. But as you said, it is it's in all of these situations they come down to power and control. Mm. And I'd like to bring back slightly as well, Kathleen, although um, my main work is with women because we know there are more women than men being victims. However, Mm. um, I do actually receive referrals of male victims and I refer them into our in-house workers because we have male support workers as well who Mm -hmm. work with male victims of domestic abuse. Right. Actually also received um, three referrals so far, which is, is, is low, but it's still it's, it's hopeful, of men who are actually with partners and they want to get help for their behaviour to change. Mm-hmm. 
so that is also something else I have a referral pathway for them as well so although my majority are, are obviously are women because the biggest majority of, of survivors and of victims are women mm-hmm. um, I still do receive referrals for, for male victims and for um, perpetrators of domestic abuse And you mentioned a referral pathway there. Can you kind of describe that a little bit more, maybe, uh, of your work, a a day-to-day in your work, uh, or we go walking through somebody that would come to you, pick up the phone, you hear about something, what do you do next? Okay, so mine is very specific in what I do. So I receive a referral from one of the GP surgeries that I work with. Mm -hmm. And on there, it's very important when I I deliver the training to them on the referral form that I get very, very... Uh, it's basically a bit of information that says whether it's safe for me to contact or not. Mm. Um, and as long as that number's been given and the, and the GP is highlighted that it's safe for me to contact, then I'll go ahead and make that contact. Sometimes it's the way of a phone call, um, if it's preferred that I send a letter, but often or not, it's, it's a phone call that works fine. And then sometimes I drop a text, post that. So I will make the initial contact um, with the, the women. Um, just have a little chat with them, um, get them to understand, um, you know, why this referral happened, if they're happy to have the service. And often or not, that, that might be, and it's, it's upper of 75% of women have had no contact with any specialist services before. Mm-hmm. And 60 plus have never been involved with the police as well. So, as I said, we are just getting the tip of the iceberg there. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the women... They will um, initially I will assess over the phone with them of risk um, and how they are, and then offer them an appointment. Um, I will I will discuss some options for them, and then we make a convenient appointment for them. Um, sometimes and often it's in the GP surgery because then that makes it easier for them. I have a very good relationship with the GP surgeries that I work with, so I'm able to book a room. I go in there um, if it's a woman who potentially needs that. Um, because of risk reasons she you know she's not known then to be going to see anyone except maybe going to her gp so there will be no mm-hmm. suspicions aroused for mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um or otherwise it's ladies that will come to the office and come in here um, okay well, uh, heather i'm going to have to stop you there because we're coming up to a commercial break and we'll continue with what you do just after this commercial break 